Flyfield Outfitter is a fly shop and guide service located in Bend, Oregon. We specialize in fly fishing the Lower Deschutes River, Cascade Lakes, the Crooked River, the Fall River, and many other fisheries in the area. Tune into our podcast for updates on fishing reports, techniques, tactics, and fishing stories. Am I good? Am I good there? Yep. That's pretty normal talk for me, unless I get really excited. And I might get a little peek in there like that, you know. It's true. All right. It is August 15th, and we are sitting here with Scott Cook at the office. It's one office day of, what, the month? Pretty much. Uh, He's been out on the water with the family and guiding, so we'll just give you a quick lake update of what's going on around Central Oregon. Uh, let's just start with East Lake because I know you've been up there with the family all last week and let's just hear what's going on, what you've been seeing. I know it's been a little bit more challenging than the past couple of weeks, so yeah, what's going on up there? Yeah, you know, we, um, yeah, I've done some guide days up there and we did camp up there for the better part of a week and had our annual Cook family camp out and had a bunch of family in town and stuff like that, so it was super fun. But. Uh, um yeah fishing has definitely changed up there you know a little bit of water temperature change with some of that hot weather that we had and that hot week um really kind of pushed a lot of the fish out of the shallows and uh uh phones ringing business (laughs) money that's when i stopped talking yeah i hear that cha-ching coming in the door no anyways um seems like a lot of the fish have kind of moved out of the shallows there the fish that are in the shallows are really tough they're really picky and I don't think they're just picky toward imitation flies I think they're just picky in general I was watching some fish that were coming up and refusing naturals so for whatever reason they key into a certain thing on the on the insect itself whether it's the twitch of a, a tail or the flutter of a wing or whatever it is and it gets really technical um, it, I was actually one evening really messing around dropped all the way down to 6x tippet and extended my leader out to like 12 feet and I went um, all the way down to like 16 18 even a size 20 parachute atoms just trying to figure them out and was still getting refusals went back up to like a size 14 tried a couple different calibatus invitations and I picked up a couple fish but this was at last light um, and uh, and they were I got a lot of refusals I think they're just really picky um, my suggestion would be kind of try some of the dry dropper stuff and maybe even try something a little bit different than a calibatus nymph even though that's what we know they're eating um, you know sometimes a little midge uh, you know a little 18 zebra midge or something like that um, the other suggestion would be take what you have in in a calibatus pattern or some type of imitation um, and change it a little bit you know hit it with a sharpie and darken it up or you know I don't really like using a lot of bead heads this time of year because the fish see a lot of bead heads a lot you know if you look in my fly box your fly box and your buddy's fly box everybody has gold beads on most of their uh, nymphs and um, I think the fish can start to key off of some of the stuff like that and that goes for anywhere in Central Oregon if you're on the Metolius lower to shoots start going with stuff that have black beads or non beads start you know fishing flies that are more natural tones and um, I mean 
just a regular non-bead, non-flashed pheasant tail in a size 16 the other day up there when I was guiding as a dropper in those shallows tricked a couple of fish. So, um, you know, just take kind of what you have and what you know and what you know that everybody else does and start doing something a little bit different. Um, the other way that we did catch fish and were pretty successful was just uh, indicator fishing in some pretty deep water. Um, off of the sunken island or the hump there, um, we were out in about 17 to 19 feet of water and um, underneath the indicator we, we were fishing a 12 foot leader and then I was extending out with some 5x fluorocarbon fishing kind of a calibatus imitation and then a midge like a size 16 red or purple zebra midge um, underneath that and that's where it seemed like a lot of those you know 17 to 20 inch brown trout were kind of hanging out um, over in front of the lodge and uh, by the hot springs boat launch also out in some deeper water um, fish heavy flies so they get down to that depth quickly um, once the wind starts blowing you get a little bit of chop on the water you get those flies kind of bouncing a little bit down at those depths um, that's probably been my number one tactic as far as success up on east these last this last week or so um, so any other uh, as far as when you're nymphing that deep on a lake are you using a slip strike indicator absolutely it's a total necessity at that point um, you know if you're in if you're in a boat and you're in nine ten feet of water you can get away with just an airlock indicator thingamabob or something like that um, but if you're in a float tube and you're fishing more than nine feet of water you really got to have that that quick release indicator um, and definitely even if in a, you're in a boat you know um, gosh if you're 12 feet or more that quick release indicator is a necessity for sure okay yeah 5x fluoro has been kind of the ticket on all the lakes that I've been fishing cranes same way even though we're hooking big fish you know the fish are getting spooky and 5x yeah so speaking of crane what uh what's been going on up there the past couple of weeks <laughs> algae starting to clear out yeah certain areas it's still a little bit dirty um you know the algae's changed a little bit it's like a long stringy like a quarter inch long stringy algae that gets really tough if you're indicator fishing because as your flies are settling in the water column it'll pick up that algae so by the time your flies get down to the depth um, sometimes they have some debris on them or on your leader or tippet um, and that's not good obviously um, so you know just just kind of I know I've been over on the Deschutes arm a little bit and and I did fish Rock Creek had a really good on day on Rock Creek a couple days ago um, but yeah again you're just looking for deeper water as this time of year the water temperature heats up on crane I would say 70 to 72 degrees 75 degrees is probably average and there can be days where we see water temps up around 79 80 81 degrees now if that's the case um, you need to really be aware of the fish and reviving the fish and what kind of timeline are you taking spending um, fighting the fish, handling the fish, releasing the fish. Um, you know, if we get in conditions like that, um, honestly, I stop fishing or I go look for colder water. Um, you know, um, a lot of the fish that are starting to keg up around Quinn River and things like that, they're there for a reason. Um, they're there 
for uh, for that cold water, um, you know, and kind of early and late in the day, you know, there there is no regulations at this point that I know of on Quinn. Um, I w honestly wish that the ODF and W would do something to protect those fish a little bit better. Um, they're kind of there for a reason to, to, you know, but but in these water temps, just make sure that you 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 fight the fish very aggressively you want to land the fish quickly you want to keep them in the net keep them in the water lean down unbutton the fish and then really spend some time with him make sure that that fish swims away if he dives straight down toward the bottom that's not a good release um, you want them swimming away flat um, having a big net where you could even handle the fish in the net and then let the fish recover in the net um, can also be kind of a, a key element and if you're out there and it's 100 degrees and the wind's not blowing and that water temperature gets above 76 degrees you might think about kind of calling it a day and heading heading for the pub um, but with that said deep water fishing on crane um, fish the channels um, you know indicator fishing smaller chronomids uh, have been working good and then the assassin the size 16 assassin or an 18 assassin has also been working well um, and then early and late some of the leech fishing and and stuff like that has also been pretty good up there um, starting to see more stecklebacks um, which the last probably three years I haven't seen very many stecklebacks on on crane and so um, it'll be kind of interesting to see what happens here these next couple years if the sticklebacks really start to make a comeback. It can be a great food source for some of the really big fish out there, um, but they do eat, you know, bugs and they can compete with some of the damsel and calabatus hatches and stuff like that. Um, but they're also a good food source for those large trout. So early and late, um, uh, woolly bugger, uh, intermediate line, um, kind of brown or olive in color right through the middle of the channel um, get right down near the bottom and just kind of slow crawl those things along and give them a little twitch here and there um, can be good good stuff sweet uh, let's talk about wikia for a minute uh, let's see it's at about 22 percent capacity right now which I believe is about 50 percent less than it was last year at this time and sheep's bridge will be closing here about two and a half weeks uh you got any anything to say about wiki up at this point you know most of my knowledge being a lake guide um has been out on the lake so we we fish wiki up quite a bit this spring and when the water was high may june even into into july once it really started dropping i haven't spent much time out there um I know that a lot of people, you know, fish the Sheep's Bridge area. Um, again, be very cautious of where you are. There's a lot of spawning beds in there. Um, you know, those uh, those kokanee can definitely start staging and spawning pretty early. Um, you know, but I've heard some pretty good reports of some really nice sized fish coming out of there. Um, I prefer to streamer fish that stretch river myself. Um, I know a lot of guys will indicator fish it, um, but I, I really like to try and get them on the swing or, you know, kind of twitch in a big Sculptzilla or, or some of the different minnow imitations that we have in here through there. Um, it's a great little spot for a trout spay or a, or a small switch rod or spay rod, a little sink tip line and take some of your knowledge of steelhead fishing and go out there and catch some steelhead sized trout. There's some big browns and rainbows in there right now. so. 
you know, Hosmer would, you know, would be the other one, Hosmer Lava, uh, you know, some of those. Uh, you know, Hosmer, as we all know, is challenging with all the paddlers out there. Um, and, you know, just, I would, my suggestion would be to fish early or fish late or look for the very worst weather conditions that you could find. Put your waders on, put a rain jacket on and go out there and do it. Um, if it's a hot, normal day and you're there from any time from 8 a.m. to 5 or 6 p.m., it's going to be crowded and, and it could be frustrating out there. Um, if you got up first light and got some fishing in and, and, uh, and we're off the water by 8 or 9 o'clock, I bet it would be pretty good. Um, we've been hearing some good reports of some calabatus. Some damsels are still around. That blue damsel dry in the evening. Um, the uh, skeetering sedge at last light, which is a pretty good sized caddis. Um, we've all been fishing pretty well, but uh, out there, and you know, Sparks is kind of the same thing. Really, even Todd Lake is kind of the same thing, where a lot of these uh, destination paddler locations can get pretty darn busy, and, and that can really affect us as, as fly anglers. And, and so, you know, as far as lava and little lava, we don't fish those too much during the during the summer months, they're more kind of a spring and a fall fishery for us. Um, the calabatus definitely have tailed off and don't get a huge damsel hatch on either one of those. So, you know, but if you do find yourself out there again, some deep water chronomid fishing or, you know, get pretty deep with an olive woolly bugger or something like that would be kind of my go to tactics out on those. Sweet. Uh, overall, you say the lakes are fishing pretty well this summer? Yeah, I mean, I've had a really good spring and summer out there. Um, you know, we're definitely coming into a challenging month here ahead of us. I mean, between now and the first or second week of September can be really tough. And it's, it's, it's as much that the fish have been eating for months and months and months, not just our imitation, but also the real fly and they get so used to what they're eating that it gets more and more difficult to trigger that strike and to trigger that action from the fish um, they get more selective as we get into mid-september and into october again lake fishing can continue to be really good they know that winter's coming and they really need to fatten up um, you know, but I would just start thinking about using some deep water tactics and, and, you know, look for fish in a little bit deeper water than you're used to. If you are you know, casting and stripping or trolling with your float tube, just really let that sinking line get down. Um, really get, just crawl down on the bottom, whether you're indicator fishing or, um, you know, casting and stripping or, or deep, deep water indicator or... Um, sinking line type fishing just get down on the bottom that would be my primary suggestion kind of in the next month or so sweet sounds good man all Thank right you. we'll get out there and go catch some big ones all right thank you for tuning into the flying field outfitters podcast be sure to subscribe to our podcast and stay tuned for new episodes coming out if you have a request for a podcast please reach out to kyle at flyingfield.com thanks again for tuning in and have a nice day we'll see you on the water